Welcome back to the California Work Comp Report. Today we have part one of our series, Workplace Harassment, a page from Machiavelli's book. Without further ado, here's Dr. John Alchemy to introduce our guests. Well, hi everyone and welcome to the uh, California Work Comp Report. I'm your host today, I'm Dr. John Alchemy. I'm a physician in California, I do uh, workers' compensation. Uh, we run this podcast and today we're going to be talking about harassment. Um, I have a couple of guests with me today. We're going to do a roundtable discussion. Um, our uh, first guest with us is John Levitas. And John, introduce yourself. Uh, tell us what you do and yeah. what your contribution is going to be today with us. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you, John. Um, my name is John Levitas. I'm a, a professional copywriter. I usually work with private companies and, and professional associations uh, to put together a variety of uh, documents to, from marketing collateral, like case studies and data sheets to uh, blog posts, company blog posts, to contribute articles on behalf of CEOs. I ghostwrite them on behalf of CEOs. Um, you know, and I, and I, I do even have a, a permanent part-time position as a, a staff writer on an editorial uh, 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 staff of a professional association. So I, I, so I write a very wide mix of, uh, of, of documents for, uh, in corporate settings. And, um, one project I'm in the middle of right now, um, involves a woman who, a, a doctor who is in a very large, uh, medical, uh, institution, a, a healthcare facility, um, who has been harassed by it, every angle and uh, has been, you know, uh, this institution has used every means at, at, the, at their disposal that they have, every mechanism that they have in their inner workings to uh, to thwart her pro professional and personal advancement in every way. Um, and she's fought it using the workers' comp system, of all things. And yeah. uh, so I'm in the process of gathering the information uh, for that story. And, and we're going to synthesize that into uh, a, an actual document when one of these days, right, John? Excellent. No, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> and we'll, we'll appreciate your um, input as we go through. The um, next guest we also have with us today is uh, Mr. Paul Costa. He is the Tuscan tour guide, and you might be scratching your head wondering why he's with us. And in fact, he's scratching his head just a little bit too. <laughs> but 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 harassment really goes back to the political arts, I think, um, of the early time in the Renaissance. And uh, Paul's going to tell us a little bit about himself and uh, and Mr. Machiavelli. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Uh, thank you, John. Uh, in regards to uh, me, I'm, a, I'm an art historian uh, focused on Florentine Renaissance art history. Um, but for the most part, besides Michelangelo and, and Da Vinci and Botticelli and all those great masters, we also have to study the history and political side of the history of uh, Florence and how uh, the Medici, the main leading family that were the de facto rulers, um, came about with all these schemes on how to take control of the city of Florence in the richest city in Europe during 200 years, during the Renaissance, 14 and 1500s. The, the discovery of America had a change on how they, they acted and what they did to others. And uh, they're, they're, they never wanted to be politicians themselves. As a matter of fact, all the books call them de facto rulers. Uh, we could compare it to all the, the mobster families we had, had I'm gonna use the past tense here, here in America, 
uh, especially in the, in the early late seventies, early eighties, with the Gambino and the Gaudis and stuff like that, they were in fact as well de facto rulers of of the cities that they were in: uh, Chicago, New York, uh, Miami, uh, Vegas, wherever the wherever it may be. So uh, I I fit in in regards to the political corruption and how organized it was, because that corruption harassed everybody and everyone that surrounded the Medici family and and the richest city in Europe, Florence. Excellent. Excellent. Well, um, when we kick this off, let's define harassment quickly so we kind of have a foundation or a working definition we can all kind of think around here. Um, and I'm just using the Oxford Dictionary definition. It's very simple and, and straightforward. It simply says aggressive pressure or intimidation period. And why we're talking about this, particularly on a work comp show, is, was as John, the author, um, referred to, this is this is one of the worst and most difficult um, work comp claims um, that an injured worker can, can bring around. And it's difficult because it's often embedded in the, um, in the employer's uh, HR system. Um, there are often a lot of um, uh, mixed alliances. People are doing things um, when they when they run um, a harassment claim from an HR standpoint, um, there's a conflict of interest inherently because the person who's running the investigation for HR is employed by the entity being investigated. And that's just kind of the way, unfortunately, um, it happens um, from business to business. And um, it becomes uh, very difficult and daunting to kind of sort this out. And the other thing I'm hoping in this little kind of how to or how does harassment work is I want to come up um, with the mechanics because I really don't think it's until we can understand why it works and how it works and how it works most efficiently um, in the hands of bad actors that we can really make sense of harassment. And as I was kind of coming before we were coming on the show, I was saying, look, harassment has been around for a long time. Um, it's either hardwired into human behavior um, and or it's a very effective tool or both. So um, with that, um, kicking it off, um, John, uh, John, the author, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about um, what you find in your work or your thoughts about um, harassment and how it weaves itself into a story or where it fits into maybe even this project you're working on about this, um, this female doctor who's been dealing with it. Um, you know, tell us, tell us, you know, is it, where, where it fits. Yeah, well, what we've been, well, first a little bit, just to back up, uh, uh, just to, to as concise as an overview of I can, I can make the the case of the this doctor, uh, this dermatologist was, um, uh, was on the rise uh, in her practice, it's a very small practice, um, uh, you know, five or six people, uh, the head of that dermatology department, I think felt threatened and started small with a, a, a couple of, uh, you know, the offhand comments uh, of sexual nature and some things that he's done to other uh, female uh, uh, practitioners too. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, over time, over the course of 15 years, we talked to, he ended up uh, racking up a whole bunch of violations, uh, trying to doctor um, bonus pay for bogus okay. reasons and, um, you know, trying to, to, um, uh, you know, de deny her promotions that she was rightly deserved. And, um, and, you know, then it, it escalated into putting uh, false claims of, uh, of malpractice against her, for her patients or, and um, trying to even tamper with her patients and get these patients to say bad things about her when they were actually very happy with her. 
Um, and, um, you know, uh, we, we can get into this in, in one of your other podcasts, but sham peer mm-hmm. reviews, um, you know, the, 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 the part of the, one of the mechanisms that this health healthcare provider had was a peer review system, which in which, you know, the head of this uh, dermatology department could uh, bring up a case against the doctor. And it didn't matter if the facts were were, were in his favor or not. Uh, he would just do it and he would have all the other doctors who owed him favors be the peer reviewers and find the verdict that the dermatology practice had wanted to find. And, uh, you know, facts be damned, right? And um, and that right. would get her, uh, that would get, uh, be put on her permanent record and eventually be used to dismiss her. Um, all this is, is, is gone on and usually nobody wants to fight this fight. They usually just leave and find a new job. But in this case, it didn't happen. Uh, this doctor, put a put a, the workers comp claim because part of the injuries that she suffered were mental stress and anxiety and PTSD and and especially when all these years she went through all the the practices and the channels that this healthcare pr- provider had uh, including going to HR and mm-hmm. nobody would back her and HR would find only what the the medical practitioner the the, pra- the practice director wanted them to find and Every time they, he'd be absolved and it's like he did nothing wrong. And even though he had many things wrong, not just with this particular doctor, but with others in the past. And oh, by the way, this the head of the dermatology department is also a terrible doctor. And, you know, that there's there's medical safety issues that have been uncovered here. It's not just this. These issues are now beyond this one doctor is being harassed. I mean, this person person they're covering up they're using these means to cover up uh you know very serious healthcare uh mal malfeasance and malpractice uh, you know the the you know melanomas cancers and that's mm-hmm. pretty scary you yeah. know and and nobody the powers that be don't want to uh unearth the fact that this person also has some uh, some pretty a pretty bad track record in his practice and uh, the, the, when i say this person i mean the the practice head who's trying to keep everybody down right. um and it's you, you step back and consider all that and it's it's more than a story of one doctor this is a story of a corporate machine and all the players in it that are trying to keep it it's trying to keep itself the machine itself going they don't want to admit fault in one case because then many cases can be presented on many fronts right yeah. uh, from other doctors and patients and Wow, think about all the lawsuits. They'd be pretty expensive, and it could be um, what's the word uh, looking for? Uh, existential uh, yeah. for the medical facility. You know, if if enough, if one person gets through, then the whole dam breaks. Yeah, and and you're then you're looking at maybe a class action, and and all this yeah. stuff breaks loose, and that's that's what's what's really at stake here. Um, I'm going to back up though, and you know the the this. This doctor who was harassing and suppressing information and running sham peer reviews and all these other things, he obviously, um, uh, you know, was, was well practiced in harassment. And so I'm going to turn to Paul and I want Paul to tell us about uh, uh, Machiavelli, um, what things were like uh, back in, uh, you know, back in the 1500s. And, you know, and really, what can we learn back then that's been carried forward? Because, Paul, some of this stuff it just hasn't changed. It's the same story with a different date on it, really. Tell us more, Paul. It hasn't changed also because of 
I think human nature is something that you touched upon at the beginning, John. Um, it, it's very interesting how when you go back in time and read and see the happenings of these leaders or, or cities, companies, uh, all the way down to the individual person and how things really haven't changed at all since the beginning of time. Um, focusing more on Machiavelli, and, and he's the one that really comes up in regards to the importance of putting everything on black and white on paper and words so that people could read and understand how a harasser harasses, why he harasses, and how he can be successful at it. Um, his, his main book, there's two books that he really wrote that focus on all this, The Art of War, which I'm going to put in second place. Uh, but the first one I'm going to put is The Prince. The book The Prince focuses, it's a manual, it's nothing but a manual teaching people what they need to do, what he, in this case, needs to do to become an ultimate prince. But to become a prince, this manual is pretty straightforward on, on everything and everything, anything unmoral that the whole world was really focusing on in Europe in the 14 and 1500s, which was, which was the Roman Catholic Church. Um, more, the church focused on saying, the more moral you are as a human being, the more virtuous you will be. Uh, and that will guarantee you a place in heaven where if you really want to take control of a company, of a, a society, uh, a part of the world, you really can't be that moral of a person. Um, you really do have to look out for your own self-interests. Uh, so destroy or be destroyed, uh, lie or be lied to. And this is where the end justify the means of getting it. There, there's absolutely nothing that stands in your way to get what you need. Uh, which is obviously very egocentric. Uh, and that's what the it, the book, the Medici focuses on all this, this simple manual, let's call it a manual, focuses on how a prince becomes a prince with no holds barred. They That person must be unethical and must not follow what was going on in society in the 14 and 1500s. Well, actually, I should say since Christianity. Um, actually, even pre that, because if we go to Aristotle and, and follow what he considers virtual, you know, what, what virtue, virtue is, it's being morally good, uh, following that, uh, that eudaimonia that we spoke about in our past podcasts, happiness, being good to other people will get you good results. Machiavelli says, no, virtue is something different. Virtue is something that will change in time, and you and your virtue is really the, the, your strength. So you have to know how, to, how prideful to be, uh, how brave, and what your skill set is. And with all that, you also have to figure out how ruthless you have to be in order to achieve your goals. Um, all that is going to harass everyone in your life, in their life. Uh, and, and the means of getting what you want uh, are evil. And that evil obviously brings you into harassing people. Um, I'm not going to get into deta details right now. We may do that a different podcast or a different question. But harassment equals self-loathe and getting what you want with no holds barred. So it's quite interesting how the manual written 500 years ago fits in perfectly with today's world and society. And Machiavelli talks about Alexander the Great, the Romans, uh, and, and Moses, all going back all the way to Moses in the Old Testament. Uh, he says even Moses had to kill his own people and threaten his people to get what he wanted. And what he wanted was what God wanted. So there's, there, there's harassment from the very, 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 very beginning. <laughs> yeah, it's long embedded in our history for sure. Thanks for listening. 
For more about dealing with workplace harassment, visit our blog at blog.rate-fast.com. And if you're a work comp professional, try RateFast Workers' Compensation Impairment Report Service at rate-fast.com.